Welcome to the Pigskin Kingpins football podcast. I'm Michael, one half of your Pigskin Kingpins. And I'm the other half here, Liam Peavy, coming at you week four. Peta. And today, before we start, we just want to express our support for the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests going on. Uh, it's, a, it's sad to see such a targeted part of the population being denied basic human rights. And we're really hoping that these protests lead to some serious and necessary change. We uh, acknowledge what's going on and the importance of it. And uh, we're keeping it in our thoughts and we're thinking about it. And uh, we're also, now we're going to segue to the topic of today, thinking about some football fantasy prospects, you know, wide receivers and running backs, right, Peta? So, oh, yeah. I'm excited to get into it. So let's get it. Yeah, let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have a good buddy of mine coming on as a guest, Eric Foster. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, boys. Yourself? Not bad, not bad. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's your favorite team and everything? Yeah, so uh, as Pat said, we've kind of known each other for a while, and we always like to get into fantasy debates. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Go fly, Eagles fly. So oh, I know we have a lot of differing opinions oh. there, but uh, yeah. Jeez, jeez. Big, big NFC least uh, rivalry here, eh? <laughs> Coming for the top spot, baby. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, Liam, why don't you take us away with who you think you have the best running back in fantasy is going to be this year? All right, yeah. So, uh, we can get into it right now. Uh, so, first, uh, my lock, who's going to be the best fantasy asset at the running back position. I got to go with my guy, of course, Saquon Barkley. So, like, of course, of course. Last time I checked, yeah. uh, things didn't change, right? Like, he is still, like, talent-wise and pound for pound, the best running back in the NFL, the most versatile. can get volume out of the backfield, important in PPR, both receiving and, obviously, he can run between the tackles as well. I don't see him regressing talent-wise. I see him coming back. He kind of had a down year for him. He wasn't healthy the whole time. So, I see him bouncing back. I know I haven't picked the G-men to do well. And I don't really want them to do well. It'd be nice, but I don't see it. And I know he has a tough schedule on the ground, one of the toughest. But I think the talent comes through. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sleep on my boy. We've seen good fantasy seasons before from running backs with teams not doing well. So it is feasible that, you know, he has good numbers and he's the best one. And his team doesn't have overall success. It's more individual. So I think I can feel good going with Saquon. You know, he's a safe lock. He's one of the two or three guys that you talk about being the best at the position. Peta, I'm uh, interested to hear what you think. I have a suspicion that uh, you might be talking about another one of the guys who I have an option of keeping in the league, but I want to hear what you think. That's another subject, hey, the running oh, back yeah, dynasty. But, I guess it's nice to yeah. have the luxury of having uh, Kamara, Saquon, and Zeke to keep. Have the, to keep. So, yeah, you know what? Hey, I think you know Saquon is going to have a bounce back you know here. Move. I'm all about win-win trades. Yeah, win-win. Uh, I'm all win-win. about win-win That's win-win for another trade. day. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I do agree. I think Saquon's going to have a bounce back year, but I don't even think he's going to be the best running back in that division. I think he's going he's gonna to have a good season, but he wow. has the Steelers D. He has the Bears D. He has the 49ers oh. D he has to play against. He has to play against the Ravens D as well. He has one of the toughest schedules in the league. So I, I said it was tough on the ground, but he's a good player. He might have a top he's, five to ten season, but 
He's not going to win. He's not even going to be the best in the division. I'll put five bucks right now that Zeke is going to have a better year. Oh, my days. Yeah, give me that bet. Give me that bet. <laughs> Eric, what do you feel about the Saquon pick? See, I, I think it's a good pick. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys, I, it seems like a lot of my drafts I'm looking at two people are overlooking them. It's like they want to find a reason to hate him. It's Christian McCaffrey. I just, I don't understand how you don't take him number one. I mean, every year he's putting up over a thousand yards rushing and thousand yards receiving. And you got to figure those are McCaffrey's only obviously, McCaffrey's obviously the biggest competition. Yeah. And I just, I think the competition. No, exactly. Zeke, Zeke's not even in the same yeah. strategy. Zeke's got the volume, so kind of, but he doesn't have the side. versatility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Zeke, what do you I mean just see the versatility. Like, yeah, we're talking about two guys here today. Zeke, yeah. Zeke had two thousand total yards two years ago and seventy-seven receptions. He could get up there. Yeah, but he's he's still not in the same stratosphere as Saquon, Peta. That's the thing. He's still not nearly as versatile as Saquon. Yeah, but he's just in a better situation. Zeke has one of the best offensive lines in the league. Well, I mean Saquon. Saquon is the focal point of their offense. Saquon's a beast. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's sick. He's sick. I just don't think they just got Jason Garrett. They're going to want to run him more. Yeah, they might want to run him, even though he gets like 20 touches a game. But I can't – you know what? The one thing I do see um, helping them is they did get an offensive lineman, so their line will probably be better for Saquon. But it's still not anything like Dallas's. And Dallas, okay, yeah, you know what? Dak. Giants are building it though, Pat. The Giants are building they're it. Building they're it. building it. It's not, the Giants are building. By the time they're Rome done, wasn't built in a day, fam. <laughs> I know, but by the time Rome was built, Saquon is going to be out of his prime. I think Danny Dimes is going to help him. Oh a lot, my! Dude. I think Danny Dimes having a big year. Yeah, and Danny help. Dimes He's should have help. a big sophomore season. I, I do agree with that, but I just dude, I just can't just... see how you, you don't see Zeke being back dude, there. Three hundred and fifty-five touches last year. The volume You're basing is that there. strictly that's strictly off volume. He just that's all volume. Yeah, yeah. and they're gonna they're. they're I just really I think I think Zeke's gonna lose a lot of targets throwing to CD Lamb over the middle. Too. Yeah, like he's gonna There's miss so many a lot of those in Dallas. Check is, there enough, is there enough football to go around? Guys spread the ball out too. Yeah. 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 But last time I checked, did they like with the new CBA? Did they say there's gonna be two footballs on the field now, or how is Zeke <laughs> gonna get his touches? No, they still have one, bro. Hey, they still have one. Like that one? They you might need it. Yeah. It's that easy to get this guy because he just says this yeah. crazy stuff. No, bro. He's, he's, gonna, he's gonna get his touches. <laughs> last year was the same. They had, and last year he had okay, fifty-four receptions. You know what? I'll probably see around that that this year. I think he, his rush attempts are not gonna go down. If anything, yeah, Dak, think- if Dak holds out, which he might, with Andy Dalton, they're gonna run, they're gonna rely on Zeke too. So that's just an added bonus. And I'm not saying Dak's that's even not factored into it right now. Out. You Dak's don't think so? Not gonna hold out. No, I think he signs. I think he'd be too stupid. This to, is a debate for another out. day. But Dak's gonna get yeah. his big boy money. That he doesn't really deserve. I'm just saying that's an added an added positivity that's not even factored into my decision. I'm just saying that would be a nice yeah. side bonus. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think you're on the it. right the track, whole, about it. The whole team the whole team had a lackluster production last year. Like uh, even like they finished eight and eight. There was just no motivation with Jason Garrett. That Didn't locker Dak room was like bland. There was yards. no energy. Yeah, Dak, Dak had a career year. He had a so career you're year. Telling but me, eight and eight, you're they telling couldn't me even win the division. Sorry. Yeah. Tell me. So let me make sure I'm hearing this right. So you're telling me that since they weren't good last year and they all regressed, that they're going to come back better this this year. So like, bad makes good. No, I don't think they're going to regress. I just think that it, they needed a change. Like, yeah. No, but how does did... regressing make them better this year? How does that make you go? Hmm. I should pick that guy. What do you mean regressing? They're not going to regress. They're going to improve this year. 
You I'm said they saying, were eight and eight. You said they went backwards last no year. No more Travis Fred. Make them go. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I need Frederick. You need those trucks pieces. up front. They still yeah. gotta have a, a beast offensive line. And I think, yeah, Dak yeah, did have 5,000 passing yards last year, but a lot of them were when they were down like 30 points. So they, okay, they came back and still lost by 10. But I just think that, you know, it's sometimes you just need a fresh coach in the locker room. You see it all the time when coaches are fired. It brings that's in the one. That's the one yeah. thing I like. I like McCarthy in there. I think that gets it up. Jason Garrett never spoke up or did anything. He let everyone do whatever. And, and Zeke, Zeke didn't even that have a pre- New York. <laughs> Zeke didn't even have a preseason last year. He signed coming from Cabo four days before the season. He was training down there, and so of course he was going to have a slow start. And he still finished with like thirteen hundred yards and fourteen yeah, total TDs. Cabo, Cabo, Zeke's a man though. When Zeke comes back from Cabo, he's different. Oh, yeah, he's different. Oh, he needed crazy. it. Not in the football <laughs> sense though, that's for sure. All right, so who do you guys have for some other picks for the? Who could potentially finish top for top one for running back in fantasy? Uh, do you want me to get into it first? Yeah, sure. I can't. I, sure. It's hard for me to think about anything else when you just tried to tell me that Zeke was going to do better than Saquon. But <laughs> I can try to, to refocus. Well, I'm happy out. we have some money on it. I'm glad we have one like decent guest out of the two of you guys on the show, like with Foster, because like at least <laughs> like that's reasonable. There's some proof yeah. there, but I guess we didn't uh, even really argue, we didn't even really debate that is because we just got too heated with Zeke and yeah, Saquon. that wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but what I would like what I would like to say about that is McCaffrey did have like the second best season ever for a fantasy player, and yeah, it's gonna go down. But I, at have, the same time, at the same time, is I think that if anything, like he's just proven that he can do it, and he's been durable too. Yeah. You see Teddy Bridgewater coming in there now. I mean, he's gonna have to throw it to someone. I mean, he's yeah. got DJ Moore at wide. Don't get me wrong, I like him a lot, but. Like, I think there's going to be a lot more chat. I, I could see his targets going up this year. That'd be, my one, that'd be my one argument against McCaffrey is that, like, everything's shaken up there. So you kind of wonder how it's going to – Yeah, that's I, I kind of went that way too. And then I started thinking, like, you know, a QB coming in for the first time, he, he's probably not going to be too comfortable in that offense. He's going to be looking a lot for that, you know, yeah. short over-the-middle pass. So that's kind of where I went with it. But – like you look at the he hit a thousand receiving yards last year. Devontae Adams has never hit a thousand receiving yards. Wow. So, wow. No, that's that's pretty crazy, especially considering but he it's only been done that's three a times one thousand rushing and one thousand receiving from yeah. the same player in a season. So I, I think agree. he will regress and I think that Zeke and uh, Saquon will uh, are gonna have probably around two thousand total yards this year. So I think it will be a little uh, closer this year. So I think you know what, all all it of them should are be a good picks. I think all three of the picks are good. So yeah, but Zeke's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess I we'll see. That. I guess we'll see. <laughs> so uh, I have like a a dark horse guy. So uh, this is a guy who I think a lot of people sleep on, and he's not like my lock per se. So he's not a guy who I think would be my first pick to be the best running back. But he's a guy who like could potentially be a lot better than advertised and really be a steal in your draft. And that's Aaron Jones. If you look at his numbers, he always produces when he's on the field. He just sometimes has health issues. But when he's playing and when he's rolling, he can actually run all over you. He's a good player. He has a decent role in the offense. We know LaFleur likes to be a little more run heavy. We can talk about Rodgers and LaFleur. Like, we can do a whole show about that, but that's another day. Yeah. yeah, so I just think he's in a situation where the offense is tailored a little bit more towards him. It's still Rogers' show, I'll say, but 
they want to get Aaron Jones going. It's a good offense. It's a good team. They're in a division where they could be the front runners. And I think being on a good team is a part of that because he stay competitive. He's going to be trying to play all 16, 17 games now, sorry, healthy. And yeah, I, I, I like Aaron Jones. I think he's a good dark horse and I think he could overperform and, do you, I think do you get worried with Do you get worried with AJ Dillon coming up underneath him, maybe pushing and taking some yeah. of those runs? I mean, I don't fire. think he'll. I don't know if like I don't know if he'll take that many uh, get that many touches his first year, but you never yeah. know. Like if Aaron Jones gets hurt or something, which we've seen in yeah. the past, so that, that's that'd the, be the argument against there, Aaron Jones. I didn't forget yeah. about that guy. You never want two running backs. You know, you don't want yeah. a two or three headed monster that just kills production and fantasy value that'd be the argument against this pick but I think Aaron Jones is still better and he's got a more established role with the franchise and in the organization where he's going to keep the touches like you said it'll be really health contingent I think he's a good sleeper I think I think he could have another solid season I do agree with you that's that kind of ticks into my uh, anti Aaron Rodgers argument I've been making is that they want to run the ball more Matt LaFleur is shown he wants to run the ball he drafted well, a running back I think in the second round. I think their whole team is going to do better than people think. I think Rodgers is going to do better. Jones is going to do better. Devontae is going to do better. All going to stay healthier. Defense is yeah. going to do better. That's my the, argument. I, I think, think they're all going to do better. Yeah, I think Devontae – 16 touchdowns last year too. It's crazy. I can yeah. say, yeah, Aaron Jones <laughs> and Devontae will be better. But I can't see Aaron Rodgers really because he's not going to have any very many targets to throw to. Okay, we can't get into Rodgers right now, Tanner. We can do this another day. <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful and blasphemous later but right now we got to talk about fantasy stuff so can we just hear what you think about a dark horse running back like can we stay on track here yeah all right <laughs> so it's it's not really a dark horse as it's like it's he's top five top six and last year he was actually second in average point uh, fantasy points per game in the standard ppr league so i'm going with dalvin cook of course this is all health health okay. contingent he hasn't okay. – most he's played in a, a season is only 14 games, and that was last year, and it's really only 13 and a half because he missed half, half of the 13th game. Uh, so, Pena, sorry, sorry. So, just to confirm, your dark horse is more of a guy who's bidding for the top spot. Yeah, and well, that's what yeah. – I think my other two picks are ones who I think could win it too, but it's not yeah. realistic, yeah. So, <laughs> this yeah. Guy, that's what you think. Where, my guy is like a guy who I think could be like in the discussion around the top but is more necessarily overperforming. So, I just wanted to clarify. Okay, I like Dalvin Cook a lot for a top yeah. guy at the sleeper. Because you yeah. talk about the three we talked about, and then maybe Kamara, but then you don't really talk about Dalvin. So. Because Dalvin is – the most he's played is 14 games. So, yeah. that's what scares people, especially in fantasy. You want a durable running back. Like, his first yeah. year, he played four games towards ACL. Last year, he played, like, 11, started 10, and then – or two years ago. And then this past year, he played 14. So, he's, he's trending yeah. up. But, yeah, when he's healthy, he's a beast. He was healthy, another he's team a beast. with a good backup running back, too, coming in there. Alex Madison, I don't know if you've heard a lot about oh, him, yeah. but people are got he's high praise for him. Man. He's good, yeah, would, yeah, people definitely... are making pretty strong cases about him. So He runs hard. I think, yeah, exactly. You know he's what? I think, I think the cases for him are all being made contingent on Dalvin Cook's health, though. Like, exactly. I feel like the best handcuff for sure in fantasy is if you're grabbing Dalvin Cook, you're going to want to grab Alexander Madison as well. Yeah. But – I just think Dalvin Cook, if he stays healthy this year, he's going to have a – he could have an MVP season. He averaged around 21 fantasy points per game last year. Okay, McCaffrey was up at 29, but, again, I don't think that's going to be repeated. Uh, 
Stephon Diggs is gone. That's one less target. I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to immediately replace Stephon Diggs. I don't think he's going to be what Stephon Diggs was last year yeah, in his rookie year. So I think it's the opportunity is just there for Dalvin Cook, and it's all health contingent. Yeah, I back that, Peta. I back that. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of gone a little bit different. I've seen a couple other people kind of mention his name too. It's Joe Mixon, and I just I honestly love this guy. I mean, last year I. And I've kind of bit myself in the foot here because last year I had him in fantasy and I, you know, as he started off so slow and I got really fed up with him and kind of almost disregarded him. And look what he did the second half of the season. You know, they, they revamped their run offense. The run offense went from dead last in the NFL to over, I think it was the last nine weeks, they were ranked sixth in the entire NFL. And that's with a shoddy O-line and a crappy QB now you throw in Joe Burrow, you get Jonah Williams back, who's a top-fledged prospect at left tackle. They've really bolstered their O-line. And I just see him, like, if you look at his second-half stats, 24 points, 15 points, 29 points. Like, he was running for, like, 146, 136, 162. Like, he was just a beast coming down the stretch. And, yeah. again, like, I just don't – there's no one behind him either, right? He's just kind of got uh, – yeah. he's got the running back position to himself. And he's – he gets a lot of targets too. So I think he's a guy that a lot of people are kind of sleeping on because just just the kind of the guy he is, but I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he could push for that top spot. You know what? I can't even, it's hard to argue with you there. Uh, I even thought last year, the first half of the year, the O-line was clearly terrible and they couldn't figure out how to use him, and they kept yeah. trying to run the same. But yeah, like you said, they revamped it second half and he finished the year strong. We all know he's second year under Zach Taylor too. You got to remember that they got a new coach last year. Better quarter on top of all that. Better quarterback too. You know AJ Green coming back and T Higgins. That offense they're not going to be able to stack the box as much. They're going to be able to throw, especially with Joe Burrow. They're going to have to respect the arm. I think that's (laughs) going to open things up for Joe Mixon. I do. I do agree with that. I think that's a very guy's durable too. I think he's only missed something like four games in the last three years or something like that too. So. I will say he's a guy. He's going to be there for sixteen games. Yeah, I will say this. I. when I was looking at my dark horse, I thought about Mixon. So. Yeah. yeah, I like him a lot. His numbers in the second half were real good. They were really good. Yeah. And if the team plays better, he'll play better. So and I, that's, yeah, that's one I mean, spot I, where we agree, I'd say. And, I like, and I like honestly, Mixon. Honestly, I, I do think that – I think the, the Bengals are going to be better. I see a lot of people projecting them for playoffs. I don't see that, but I like see them this, just missing out and having yeah, Liam is one coming down the Bengals. Like this guy. Like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've got – like. I look at it this way too, like especially when you're pushing for – I know this is for top spot, but when you're pushing for playoffs and fantasy, you want a team that's just on the cusp. Like they're going to be running them out there and running them to the ground every game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So especially near the end of the season, a lot of people will get sit or put out or like they don't want to – they want to avoid injuries. Like he's going to be out there balling. You want guys who are competitive the whole time. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and, you know, even with McCaffrey proved it last year, you don't have to be on a winning team to have a huge season. Carolina did finish 5-11, exactly. and 11 and they still ran into the very last game. That's so, part of the yeah, basis of my argument yeah. for Saquon. I don't think the Giants are going to do well necessarily, but I think yeah, like Saquon's going to be yeah. a stud. So that's why – finished right, real totally strong last year too. So that's yeah. totally legal. That could definitely yeah, happen. Yeah. So uh, I like all the running back picks. You know, we talked about our agreements, disagreements. Peta, that Zeke pick. <laughs> but uh, you're going to go on about that forever, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of until Zeke game. continuously <laughs> outperforms him, then you're going to uh, go quiet. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, only time will tell on that. But let's uh, segue into wide receivers now. So we're going to do the same format. I'll talk about our locks and our dark horses. Uh, I'm going to start. 
So it was a name that was touched on earlier by Foster for a pretty bad reason, actually. And <laughs> it really wouldn't help my case, but he's still going to be my guy, my lock, Devontae Adams. When he's healthy and playing, okay. he's top three, top five wide out in the league, for sure, when he's healthy and playing. He has durability issues, and he also had a bit of a re- slight regress in production from his QB last year, and I think that's going to improve this year. I think Rodgers is going to play better, and I think he's going to stay healthy, and then it's going to translate to Devontae playing better. So I can see it. You know, yeah. they're on a good t- – I kind of mentioned this with Aaron Jones too, so I guess I'm Packers crazy today, but – they're on a good team, good QB. They're solid top to bottom on the depth chart, both sides of the ball. In a division where they could be the winners, they're going to be competitive all year. So he's a perfect fantasy ad, you know? You want a guy on a competitive team who's talented. You acknowledge the health risks, but you realize if he's on the field, he's a wide receiver one. And you could get him in the middle to late first round, best case second round. But that's pretty – like he's, he's ranked at like – right in the middle there, seven or eight. So yeah. that's going to be pretty tough. But You know what? I'll yeah, say as an Eagles I like fan, him a lot. I like I'll him say a lot. as an Eagles fan, I, I can't chirp him too much because I watched him absolutely dismantle the Eagles last year. I think he had over 200 yards and yeah. a couple touchdowns or something. Like, he is an absolute animal. If he can stay healthy, he runs yeah, I routes, big man. things. I love his route running. He yeah. Can just, yeah, he's great. Know, he does, so. He's, he's going to get the volume. He's going to get the volume. He's the he number one guy. To throw to. There's, There's no one else to throw to. He's the only he's guy. He's not the one. He's the one, two, three, four. He's the whole depth chart. So, yeah. yeah. You know Devante, what, Liam? Devontae, Devontae. Two things can be true. Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams could finish near the top for their respective categories, and Rodgers will still regress. You think, you think Devontae will put up numbers with Rodgers regressing? That makes no sense, Peta. They both yeah, have to does. play well. It he goes doesn't have to play game. that well. If he throws for 3,000 yards, you'd say Rodgers regressed heavily. And if 1,500 of those went to Devontae, you'd say he still had an amazing But season. if Rodgers plays better, Devontae <laughs> will most likely play better. You can't argue that fact. Yeah, but even, I have even, a hard time predicting even, what the, the men's G-men, or G-men are going to do. Like, I, I could see Aaron Rodgers just coming back after everyone chirping him and just being like, you know what? I'm going to put this team on That's my That's what back. I think he's going to do. That's I'm what I've been trying to tell this I'm going to fall. Everyone's writing him off. I, I like him. It, we can have him on more. He's actually reasonable. I see Pettis' side, too, because I'm on the same thing. Like, I just don't – I don't know. I don't see the Packers as being that dangerous, but – but Aaron Rodgers, man, anything's possible. I'm not going to sleep on Rodgers. They were the okay? they Rodgers. They were 13 and three Rogers. last year, and they were out, uh, out like out controlled. The team, the other team, had the ball and the thing, and they had the worst plus minus for a 13 and three team. They just won a bunch of close games and didn't have to play amazingly well. They had a very easy schedule last year, and again, yeah, I don't see them finishing as good as they did last year. You don't, think, you don't think that that's a good thing that they kept winning the games. Yeah, but and close they, games is not – probably it, realize they need to be better. Close games is, could also just be luck, too. It's, there's, there's an element of luck in a one-score game, usually. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how much is his luck at all. But, anyways, okay, but, we can get off that topic. We're getting into Aaron Rodgers, I guess, too yeah, much yeah. here. But. We're getting into – yeah, I do <laughs> yeah. agree. That, I do we, agree Devontae could have a big year. <laughs> Devontae catches – he has a great catch radius, and he was a crisp route runner. I do agree with that. Uh, yeah, we. I, I for some reason I can't stop bringing up Rogers' decline. I really yeah. hope I'm not wrong because I'll look like an idiot down the road. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Devonte, yeah, I agree. One who I think is more of a lock though would be DeAndre Hopkins. It's sad to I see like it. Like it's sad pick. to see it because imagine this: he's the top fantasy receiver. Deshaun 
Watson is the top fantasy quarterback, and they're not on the same team for <laughs> yeah. reasons beyond their control. It's not like they don't like each other. They wish they could. It's just Bill O'Brien screwed it. So it's going to be hard to see, but DeAndre Hopkins is the man. Last two years, yeah. 115 catches. Last year, 100 catches. So his receptions are there. Kyler Murray, a young electric quarterback who I think is – I didn't – I kind of dissed him when Liam talked about him being a potential MVP, but I still think he's going to be solid this year. And I think he's that – He's a good player. Yeah, he is a I good player. I think he's having a huge year. I don't think he's elite, not yet, but maybe this year he can get into the discussion of maybe becoming elite on the edge. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be huge. And that offense is, you know, opened up. It's gotten a lot better, and that's going to give DeAndre Hopkins a lot of favorable matchups. They still, yeah, they really like going vertical with it too. Like oh, they'll, yeah. they'll air it out, especially gonna, with Kyler. They're going to have to respect uh, Christian Kirk there. You know, Andy Isabella's quick, too. Larry Fitz is just always solid. Say, you guys, you still got, he's still going to take up his 100 targets a year. Oh, yeah. So, so regardless, those other guys are going to see decreased usage, but they're going to see less doubles and maybe even doubles in a, another guy over top for Hopkins. So he's going to have an opener field to play on. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I – Sorry, go ahead, Foster. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to jump into my guy, so go keep going. Whatever oh, you're gonna all, say all I was going to say, uh, and then you can go, Foster, is Peta. That's the first time I've agreed with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Hopkins for sure, obviously. Yeah, I like his yeah he's, I think he's going to be a man on a mission, too. Yeah, he's going to be the best that he got out of there, so. Yeah. I could see that too. I think he's gonna have a huge year, but I just don't. I just don't see anyone touching Michael Thomas this year. Cool. The guy's just on a different level, you know. He catches eighty percent of targets. This guy stays safe. Hey, Eric. Eighty percent. Yeah, I stay safe. I stay safe. Let me just see who was first last year and pick them. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I, I see their offense. We'll see what happens with Drew Brees. He's kind of in some hot water right now, but um, we'll see what happens there. But if Michael if Thomas that offense talks, comes back out the same way it was last year, he's just going to keep producing. He's just going to keep doing what he does. Like They line him up 30% out of the slot. So he's going up against like their worst corner or their linebacker on like at least 30% of snaps. Yeah, so that's just crazy. Like He's just automatically going to get easy catches, easy you know separation. I, I know he's not the greatest at separation, but, but he, he catches just everything. catches everything. Yeah. He catches everything. And Drew Brees has just found that's his guy, and they've – learned like the saints have used him perfectly like they've learned how to master how to use michael thomas and he's gonna get end zone targets he's gonna get touchdowns he's gonna get it aired out too so i just i don't know i i just see him as kind of the top guy right now i like both you guys picks but i just see him kind of separated from from the other two it's very sean payton-esque how they use him eh like it's just yeah it's perfect it's insane it's just like yeah they just exactly like perfectly mastered how to use him perfectly mad in that offense he's gonna see a a lot less double teams as well now that he has emmanuel sanders too they're gonna have to respect that they can't focus as much of their defense on michael thomas but i do think every year i do think with sanders coming and camara being healthy for for a full season plus latavius murray showed what he could do while camara was injured i think with all those guys healthy you're gonna have to give the rock to latavius you're gonna have to give it to camara is there enough ball to go around I see, I, I see Kamara Derek, taking a lot. I don't, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is going to do much, to be honest you know? with you. He's kind of getting old. I just don't – I see him there as kind of like their, you know, second, third, like just kind of yeah. guy just to spread out the offense a little bit. I think he's going to do well, but I don't think he's going to be like near 1,000 yards like he is every year basically. So, uh, I just don't – I just – I don't know. I, I just think that he's just going to keep separating. And I think the one that does scare me, though, is Kamara because he's, uh, he's coming back healthy and he's going to be a man on a mission. I'm surprised Kamara, that was Kamara's got a dark horse. Oh, Nobody yeah. picked him yeah, today for a running back, say. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
Yeah, there's another player. one. So I don't think he's I in a favorable. I don't think he's in a, enough favorable math uh, like situation Offense. with Michael Thomas and Latavius Murray breathing down his neck because he is the PPR. Yeah. He did he really. He is the PPR. He could get like 70, 80 catches, but I don't think he gets enough rushes really. Yeah, but, yeah, he gets like fifteen carries a game. Yeah, probably. And then like seven, like he gets at least eight to ten targets. That's where he really yeah. makes his money. So yeah, that's yeah. a Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's a good pick. I, I think I all three of those could go one way or the other. What are your some of your dark horses, guys? Uh, I guess I can get into it first. So my dark horse, actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, I feel like he's more of a household name than my actual lock. But this is how the rankings have him. And this is kind of how he's performed as of late, although he had a good year last year. Julio Jones. Maybe it's a product of where he plays. Maybe it's a product of a couple years ago when he couldn't find the end zone and people are sleeping. Or I don't know what it is. But for whatever reason, he's not projected nearly as high amongst his peers as usual. And I'm not really totally sure why. Last time I checked, he's probably still – the most freaky athlete of all the wide receivers in the NFL. Maybe all the players in the NFL. He's still an absolute beast. Uh, Last time I checked, he's still a clear number one with a good quarterback, a former MVP a few years ago, throwing him the ball. And offense got a little bit of a boost, a little catalyst, might have a run game, might just have an old man with arthritis in Todd Gurley. We'll (laughs) see how that plays out. Yeah, see. I think uh, Julio being the focal point there and – Obviously, it lines up with what I think about what's going to go down in the South. I think, you know, he could be poised for a huge year, and he can make a bid to be the best wideout in the whole group. Oh, yeah. So, Well, I guess if you're rolling with your, your AFC South predictions of the Falcons winning the division, then obviously yeah. you got to roll with Julio. If I'm rolling with the South, <laughs> and I'm let's, rolling with the yeah. South, you know. <laughs> let's, not for, let's not forget, though, he did have 99 catches and 1,400 yards last year, and it was a quiet like had, season. People slept on him last year. You're right. The reason yeah, they do I don't, and I don't know why. I don't know why, Peta. That's what I'm he had, saying. He's he had good. he had only six touchdowns. He hasn't had double digit touchdowns yeah. since his second year when he, he had ten. He needs more touchdowns, man. He I saw touchdowns. a stat about him over the last six years. He's been like in the top six or seven every year. If you take his worst stats over the last six years, like his worst receiving yard, his worst target, he still had 83 catches, 1300 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, and that's like his worst year. Yeah. yeah, he's an that's, absolute freak. The yards and catches are great, but the touchdowns... The like, touchdowns is what scares me I remember me with there was years when it was like he was allergic to it back there. Like something yeah. like or something. He just couldn't get anything in the red zone. Oh, yeah. Just part of that offense, too. You know, that's that might, it might continue. He's got to get the ball more. They did They yeah. did bring in Hayden Hurst to uh, fill in Austin Hooper's leaving. So, and you know what? Hayden Hurst, he wasn't the main target in Baltimore, but he still did have like four. No, he's a good, he he's solid, a good yeah. tight end. So he he's might take, he might take away Julio. And then the ascension of, of Calvin Ridley. Oh yeah. Calvin Ridley <laughs> is a big, another person who might take a lot of targets. They've been, they've been saying that's like one of the top tandem uh, wide receiver tandems in the league. Yeah. yeah. And you know, but I, the thing is, I don't think Julio will have to compete for his targets. Because again, there's only Ridley, Hayden Hurst really there. I think you need a good number two, Peta. You need a good number two to be a good number one. Oh, yeah. Ridley's a great number two. two, Yeah, Yeah, you do. But, and I I don't think it's necessarily about sharing the ball because, like, Todd Gurley, I don't think is going to do a a lot. So it's not going to be like too many competitors. He just can't find the end zone. I don't know what it is. He just can't. So I'm going to think about that body and that frame. They got to figure that out. Oh, I yeah. need him every time in the in the red zone, man. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, he's, I he's the biggest he's beast in the league in that in those terms. Yeah, 
All right, so Eric, what do you have for your uh, dark horse pick? Yeah, so I'm going with a guy that recently got the nickname Babytron because he's exactly that. And PFF has this guy projected as number three in receiving yards this year, and that's Kenny Galladay. I absolutely love this guy, and I'm not, I despise the Detroit Lions, but, you know, Matt Stafford missed eight games last year, and he still put up the numbers he did. Uh, a full year with Stafford, like, this guy's just going to ball out. I think he had 1,300 yards, 1,200 yards on, like, 115 or 120 targets or something last year, and that was playing with, like, second, third string quarterback. Yeah, who even so, knows? And even you when need Ron- Staff- you need Stafford healthy. Even He's when Stafford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He- St- Stafford was balling out too last year before he yeah. got hurt. He was the number six quarterback. So <laughs> well, I just Paul, think- Paul's got to love this episode, eh? Paul's oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to say. Gall- <laughs> Galladay did have a nobody throwing him the ball for over half the yeah. year. And when and he- Stafford was playing, he was injured most of the time he was playing. He still had 11 touchdowns. So that is a pretty good pick. Very good pick. This guy's a freak. This guy's a freak, just like the Julios and the the, the hops of the league. Like, he's just an absolute animal. Like, he's <laughs> huge. He runs a four four, and he he likes to get deep too. Like his receptions, gonna, he, his, his receptions need to get up there though. Last year. Yeah, sixty five last year. Those numbers need to go higher. But he is uh, his target. His target should go up, and people will say no. But you got to look at it. Like Marvin Jones will definitely get a lot, and Amendola will get a lot too. But this is the main focal. This is their main receiver, and he's young, and oh, they yeah. want to get him the ball. Those guys are kind of aging out. They're kind of phasing them out a little bit. And like, Marvin, Marvin just, Jones and Amendola are definitely, like, competing for each other's targets. I think there's a set amount for Galladay in a way, and he's kind of your guy you're going to when you need a catch anyways. Yeah. Like, I saw it was, like, I think in the first eight weeks, or four out of eight games that he played with Stafford last year, he had over 100 yards. So 50% of the games he had over 100 yards. And then after that, with those other two quarterbacks, he didn't break it once. Yeah. So it just goes to show you, like, it all depends on Stafford's you need health. Stafford. You need from all reports, is it sounds like he's coming back healthy too. So I, I think this tandem is going to be a force to reckon with this year. His catch, <laughs> his catch percentage does need to go up to only fifty-seven percent. But again, yeah. that probably poor throws thrown his way too. I think overall, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good pick though. Uh, yeah, no, you know we've, we've been doing this podcast for a month. First time we talked about the Lions today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe we're sleeping, but I just don't yeah. think there's much going on. I think, I think I'm sleeping. Foster, me, me, and you were, me and you were doing well, but that's the first time where we're probably going to yeah. disagree. Yeah. I think Galladay can be good, but I think he's wherever he's projected is probably right where he, he'll perform. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Think, I don't, I don't think he has the chance game. of like hopping to the top. Yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I don't think – it's not Detroit's time. No. It's not Detroit's time. Yeah. Yeah. My it's next, my all, next all pick points. is yeah. it's this person's time to hop right up to one or two. <laughs> I think a good dark horse that you're going to get a little, little bit later on is Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's se- explain it, Pata. He had yeah, seven, let's, he, let's, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> all right, so everyone's been, everyone's been uh, waiting for him to break out, right? His first, yeah. been, for the past, like, four years, he's been waiting. Last year with, okay, Fitz Magic, yeah, okay, he throws for 400 <laughs> one game, throws for like 30 yards the next game, and Josh Rosen comes in and is even worse. So he didn't even have a stable quarterback last year. And, okay, when he did have Fitzpatrick, okay, you know, the Bucks players, they did blow up too with him, and they did well. But he still had inconsistency. And last year he still finished with 72 catches, 1,200 yards, and nine touchdowns. Is that not, ama- is that not amazing? That's like probably top 10 production. And if Tua is healthy, I, all I, I know I said 
I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be healthy. I think he might start at some point, even though I don't. He's think gonna be, I don't know. P- He's gonna be healthy, but I don't know if they're gonna. It's play. first year, yeah, first year NFL offense, and I don't know. I just I don't know. He yeah, might he might you, surprise you think, us all, but after taking Tua's a full healthy, year off too. If you think, do you think Tua's gonna be healthy? Yeah, I don't. Do you think I he's think gonna he'll fall? be healthy? I don't think I don't know if he'll start. I don't know if they're gonna play him though. I don't know if they're gonna play him. That's what I'm saying. If he plays, do you think they'll ball? Do you think he'll ball? Well, yeah, to a certain degree, yeah. He's. So he's I think it'll take. I think it'll take a few. Well, I think it'll take a few games. I think it'll take yeah. a few games. I think I could see it, but that's what worries me. Is like first four or five games, they're kind of stumbling out of the gates, trying to figure it out, and then he's. And they, yeah, like what's like, what worries me. Okay. Yes, two is two is good, Penna, and like. Yeah, obviously like he's a top five pick for a reason. But when you get thrown right into the mix and you're number after one, not playing for a full Parker, season. They still. Okay, they stumbled uh, all year last year to get him at stumble. number five. It's not like they had a great year. It, it, there was inconsistency. Everyone was getting shipped out, and he still had 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. So it's not like – and he had 128 targets. So he's getting – So you think targets. he comes in seamlessly and Devontae just, just like that. But you don't think Aaron Rodgers can play well and do well for <laughs> Devontae Adams. That's no, I'm saying, I'm saying I think Devontae can do well, but Devontae doing well doesn't mean that uh, – that, Aaron Rodgers is going to do well. He doesn't. He can throw for less yards because if Devontae gets fifteen hundred, there's still not that many yards. Well, you did, around. You did. You did say that he probably would do well if Rodgers did well. So you're saying that right out the gate, basically, if you think that. I'm saying Devontae is going to do well no matter what. If if. But Rogers you think he'd do bad. better? You think he'd do better? So you're yeah, so basically saying that you think. You think? No, I'll say this better. He I, he's another guy. Better. Well, any any receiver. Guy. I watched him shred. I watched him shred the Eagles last year, but I just. He just doesn't scare me like those other guys do. Like even like Devonte, I know he tripped Devonte Adams, but like even Devonte Adams or Julio or yeah. like I see if I see Julio lined up outside, I'm a lot more scared than Devonte Parker. But even I, I see you're saying for a fan, I see what you're saying from a fantasy standpoint for sure. You're telling just, me you can't know, add I'm, on. I'm to worried about that offense yards? coming stumbling out of the gate. But even if he it could, does, it stumbled all year last year. He still had 1,200 yards. So even if if Tua doesn't play with Fitzpatrick, he still can at least replicate last year, and I think he'll continue to grow. So if it stumbles or if it clicks, I think he's going to produce. And especially better that if people don't respect him, he's not going to get the coverage he deserves. Okay. Wow. That was a good way to wrap that up. That was <laughs> that was your best bet. I, I'm still sleeping, but. <laughs> but since, thank, hey, Eric, yeah, you thanks, for, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks, in, thanks for having me on, boys. It's, it's good fun. to meet you, man. Yeah, you too. All right, peace out, boys. Travel like the narco, narco. Got dope like Pablo, Pablo. Cut dope like Pablo, cut dope. Chop trees with the Draco, Draco. On the north got Diego, Diego. Say hasta luego, luego. We'll be in rapping kilo, yeah. Snub nose with potato, straight out the jungle. All right, yeah, that's uh, that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in, guys. As usual, we appreciate uh, all the support. You know, keep tuning in, keep subscribing on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, the Pigskin Kingpins Football Fantasy uh, and just general football podcast. Uh, next week, uh, one of my boys is coming on. This week, we had Eric come on. Next week, one of my boys is coming on. We're going to have a really special segment. So uh, keep tuning in and keep subscribing. Thanks, guys. <laughs>